because somebody actually mentioned this, and this is very important to know when you're learning Tzorba, and I repeat this very often, but it's very important. Every one of the subjects that we learn, the reason why we have this cocktail of different subjects in the Kolel, is because each one you learn differently. The Gemara, we are learning Be'iyun. We're trying to go in depth. We're not learning for practical application. We're learning ideas and concepts, and learn. that's why we're not plowing through the Gemara. I'm not trying to aim about finishing Masechta Sota. It's totally irrelevant to me to finish the Masechta. We'll do it eventually. The idea is to try to go in depth into the Gemara, to learn deep ideas. But Surba is exactly the opposite. We're trying to get practical instructions and guidance for how to keep Shabbat in the proper way. So therefore, even if, let's say, you didn't finish a few pages, the main time to know is the summary at the end, because that gives you what's the law, what is the practical application of the law. So, for Mincha preceding Shabbat. So we have the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnah Bura. Both of them say that if one answers Baruch Hu, if you walk into Shul, this is very practical, you walk into Shul, maybe you came a little bit late, and now the minion is holding by Baruch Hu, if you answer Baruch Hu, you're not allowed to recite Mincha anymore. That's what they say. Now, is that the practical halacha? Let's see, that's the first opinion. Comes along the Sefer called the Shmir Shabbos Kehil Chassal, and says that one can accept Shabbat even before the Chazara Tashat has finished if necessary, but if one cannot complete the silent Amidah a few minutes before sunset, then he should recite Mincha alone. Which means, in general, sometimes when it comes to all these different halachot, it gets confusing. Most important is that you daven Mincha before sunset. So don't worry about Shabbos. The most important is praying Mincha before sunset. Okay? That's number one. Now, what happens once you've prayed Mincha? He says with the other opinions that we're about to bring, the Tzitz Eliezer, the Chazon Avadia, Pnine Halacha, and the Yaakov Yosef, that a person is able to accept Shabbos and then recite Mincha. Okay? So let's say, for example, let's say it is the winter. I don't know what, over here in Iriamim. And it's 7 o'clock, right? Our minion is at 7 o'clock in the winter. And you're coming to Shul. And Shabbos officially doesn't start, let's say, I don't know what time it's here, but let's say it's 8.30, okay? So... And you say to yourself, your wife lights Shabbat candles at 7 o'clock, she lights, she lights Shabbat candles, and in your mind, you mentally say, I'm accepting Shabbos. Now the question is, can you daven mincha, which the question is based on the idea that the mincha is the weekday mincha. Can you daven the weekday mincha once you already accepted Shabbos? So the answer is yes, you can. Now of course, he does specify, the few opinions specify, you should have in mind that when you accept Shabbos, it's only in regards to Malacha, that you're not going to be doing any electricity or anything like that. But that when it comes to the tefillah, you're davening a weekday mincha. Generally, the basic idea that comes out of this is that yes, you could accept Shabbos and then dav mincha. It's not a problem. Okay, that's basic for mincha, pretty simple. Now, accept, accepting Shabbos early, this is where we come to an interesting discussion because like somebody mentioned, what is the practice of when the shul wants to daven early? Because people don't want to daven at 8.30 at night. People want to daven at a normal hour and then be home at 8 or whatever it is to have their meal. So what can you do? So over here he actually brings, which is fascinating, is he brings practical examples. Now when it comes to accepting Shabbat early, you cannot, the earliest you can accept Shabbat is Plag HaMincha. And you might say, when's Plag HaMincha? So he says, he brings three examples, London, Chicago, and Beit Shemesh, that Plag HaMincha can be fairly late. Chicago sometimes can come in as late as 6.52 p.m. That you cannot accept Shabbos before then. London 735, Beit Shemesh 618. Meaning that these are times you cannot accept Shabbat before that time. Some people think that you can accept Shabbos at like, okay, you know, we'll take in Shabbos 4 o'clock, we'll bathe the kids early, we'll go to sleep early. It doesn't work like that. It has to be after Plag Mincha. That's for sure. Then, 
he talks about, which is something which is an interesting discussion for our community, is what about the times of davening Mincha Mairev? Okay, so I remember actually when we first made the schedule, it was a whole big to-do. Because the times that you daven Mincha Mairev, as you'll see from all these different opinions, it's actually quite complicated. Okay? So, for example, one thing that he mentioned in the footnotes here, which is very fascinating, is how does the practice come of not davening Mairev Bizman on a weekday? Okay, let's take that first before we go into Mincha Mairev and Shabbos. How did it come along that people are davening Mairev, like our minion, daily minion in Briga, that we do Mairev before, before uh, sunset, before we do Mairev early, before the Tzayt HaKofavim? So the question is, why do we do it early? How did that come? After Shkia? I think it's after Shkia. Yeah, after Shkia, but before Tzayt HaKofavim. <coughs> Generally, the, the best would be to daven Mairev after Tzayt HaKofavim. So Rav Salavechik, Rav Aaron Salavechik, and Rav uh, Yashuber Salavechik, they said that the Rambam says Ein Medaktikin Bismana. Okay, when it comes to Mariv, the Rambam uses the word Ein Medaktikin Bismana, that we're not careful about its time. So therefore, we have adopted the practice that it is okay to dive in Mariv early. This is one of those things that you will see has many different practices. For example, I know we were just discussing, in Chabad shuls generally you will not see them davening Mariv early because the Rebbe didn't want it. But it's very common to have Mairev being daven early. That's what we do in our community over here. But the Chabad Shul does not. The Chabad Shul only davens Mairev after. So it's what different. What other examples are there of Ain Medaktik Bismana? That's sort of uh, a nice. Yeah, you know, again, it was just a security issue. What? It was also a security issue, and they, uh, well, first they were afraid that they wouldn't have a minion tomorrow. Yeah. Tell, even here. Yeah. You tell people, come back at 9 o'clock tomorrow, you're going to have half the menu. What if we do Mincha tennis tournament tomorrow? Then that, people... might, that might work. <laughs> okay. And the second thing was security, because in the, in the day, yeah. the people didn't want to walk alone at night. Oh, Certainly at night. They did not want, want to walk alone. What, why do we do all these things like on Shabbos? We have the extra Matzei Shabbat. I didn't know this. It's fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know that this is a source. We do the extra on Matzei Shabbat because we want people to leave together. I'm not sure a lot of people are alone. I'm in my man and all that. Everybody should have a little extra time to finish so they walk home together. Right. Moshe Franklin gave us back in New York too when, when back in the 60s. Who goes down to Mincha to down to Mars. Hey, they would get a meeting and people would money out. Yeah, no, so it's a very so, common, so that, yeah, it, so we are Ashkenazim. These are practical reasons. Yes. Yes. No, no, so that's the... I'm not sure. On the top of my head, I'm not sure. We'll find it. But it's from the Rambam. That's not from the Rambam uses those words. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. 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 Okay, so but anyway, now back to this, this idea. What's interesting is, and you'll see really is the basis of this entire discussion, is that we say the Shulchan Aruch says, the Shulchan Aruch, is it the Shulchan Aruch? No, no, excuse me. Straight from the Gemara and Brachot, 
Daf Kavzayin Amud Aleph, the 27th page on the first side of the page, it says, what is the source for the practice of when we daven Mincha Mariv on Shabbos? It is from what the Amoraim did. Now, if you look at the story of the Amoraim, there was two different practices of the Amoraim. One, one of the Amoraim would make sure that he would daven Mariv after, and the Bizman, and another of the Amoraim didn't. So therefore, because there's two Amoraim that did two different things, therefore we have the practice today that we're not careful about it. That's where it comes from. So the actual, in the in earliest source, this is not one of those halakhot where it came to be, but it sounds like if you read Rav Simon at the end, if you just read that, it's like, oh, today, all these different, that, that, excuses, 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 okay, fine, today we're lenient. Even in the source, there was two different practices, okay? And what he basically goes through over here is that the Shulchan Aruch says, one may recite Mayriv early on Friday night, earlier on Friday night than during the week. Why is that? It's because when it came to Shabbos, they would burn the fats of the Karbanot before Shabbat. So because they did that, which we know, our prayers are a, uh, what's it called? How do you say? Representation and a replacement for the sacrifices that we gave in the Beit HaMikdash. So therefore, because they did the sacrifice early on Friday, therefore we say you could also pray early on Friday because that's what it's replacing. So that makes sense. Then, yeah. No, no, that's oh, what I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, so we mentioned that from the Rambam. Yes, the Rambam says, Ein medaktik and bismana. So in general, with our vit, it's a more loose... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why on a weekday, we also could do it earlier. That's the idea behind our vit. Yes. No, that's connected. Then he says that the, the Mishnah Brua says that the halacha follows the Magen Avram. What does that mean? One should only recite Minchan Mariv after Plaga Minchan before sunset in cases of significant need. That's what the Mishnah Brewer says. But then comes along Rav Baruch Simon, which is a contemporary. He is a rabbi, Rosh Yeshiva, in Reitz. It's pronounced Reitz or Reitz? Reitz in Yeshiva University. He writes like this. Yes. So he says, one can defend the custom of places who are not careful about reciting Mincha and Mayriv after Plaga, before Plaga Mincha and after Plaga Mincha um, based upon the Bahag and explain that the mitzvah of Tosefet Shabbat overrides the prohibition of Tarte Desarte. So what we're saying is, is he didn't say, just to be clear, he did not say that in Chutz Aretz they do this, and in Eretz Yisrael they don't. He said generally in Eretz Yisrael they don't, and in Chutz Aretz they do. That they are not careful about Mincha of the times. What we tried to do in our shul, when we made the Mincha Mariv, is that you have a Zaman that separates between the two. When you do Mincha, and then Shkia separates between Mincha and Mariv. The best is, like he's writing over here, the most ideal is Mincha before Plaga Mincha, and Mariv after Plaga Mincha. But that gets very, very complicated. So like what we do, and in general, a lot of shuls do, is you pick one time for the winter, for the summer, excuse me, and that stays the entire time, throughout. So that people are not every week. What you see what happens practically is that not every time do people check the announcements. Sometimes they come late and they miss the whole davening. So you can't pick one time. <laughs> but sometimes people are not even intending to come late. They don't know. They think, oh, that's the time that shul starts. And because it's changing, it becomes very confusing. So you pick one time and that's what you go with. Now, this, generally, we say, is a very acceptable opinion. It follows the Bahag, the people, you could daven, min chamariv. Generally, the best is to have his man that separates between them. But that is what comes out, the practical halacha. And to end off today, to end off this piece, that next week we're going to start with Ruby doing the tefillot of Shabbat, is must someone's wife accept Shabbos together with her husband? So... We have from Rav Moshe Feinstein, a letter from Rav Moshe Feinstein and the Abiyah Omer, they both agree, she is not bound by his acceptance of Shabbat. The wife could take in Shabbat later than her husband. They don't have to do it together. 
Rav Wozner and Rav Eliyahu say she is bound by the husband, and when he accepts Shabbat, she may lo- no longer perform halakha. So I would assume here, as an Ashkenaz community, we would follow the view of Rav Moshe Feinstein. Yeah, yeah. It's a good tag team. Yes, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good opinion to follow. The wife does not have to accept the time of her husband. Okay, that's the psak that we would go through in this community for sure. Reciting Kriyat Shema after nightfall. So the Shulchan Aruch says one cannot begin a meal one half hour before the time to say Shema at night. The Mishnah Brewer says if one began the meal, then one half hour before nightfall, one may continue and recite Shema afterwards. So what is this talking about here? Is that you don't want to forget to say Kriyat Shema. Now this is something which I think maybe, you know, I'm not sure if everybody says Kriyat Shema, but it's very important to say Kriyat Shema. And what he's talking about over here is that you don't want when you sit down by a meal. It's probably one of the first things you ever learned. You don't remember, maybe. It's a Mishnayas. It's one of the most simple and basic Mishnayot about a person sits down to get a haircut and he's going to forget to pray and he's going to undo his belt to sit down by the meal and the whole thing of how it works. The basic halacha is you don't want to be sitting by a meal that will make you to forget to do something important like Kriya Shema. Kriya Shema is a biblical command. It's not a dirabanan. To say Shema twice a day is biblical. Once in the morning and once in the evening. That's why a lot of times you'll be in shul, all of a sudden someone will call out, you know, it's something very important. So therefore, we don't sit down within a half hour before nightfall because then we'll sit down to eat, we'll drink, we'll dance, we'll sing, we'll probably jump on the table, break the table, we'll probably get so drunk, we'll have to be arrested or something, and we're going to forget the daven shema, right? Okay, so that's the idea to remember, and that's the end of Surah for today. And we're going to end off today.